Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Host Green Diva Meg, co-host Green Diva Lisa, and sidekick Green Dude Scott share resources and ideas as they explore fun and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. And now, your host, Green Diva Meg. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. You're on with Green Diva Meg. Green Dude Scott. And we have a special guest Green Diva co-host today. Florence Block. Green Diva Florence Block's in the house. Where's she from? Green, uh, Green Diva Florence, tell us where are you from? I'm the executive director of the U.S. Green Building Council, the New Jersey chapter. There you go. There's a lot of green building stuff going on. Everybody's putting solar on everything. Well, it's more than solar. You know, well, we, I know, but that's what I see. Well, when you look at solar... Everybody can see it. Yeah, that's kind of like the dessert of a whole dinner. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like the low-hanging fruit everybody sees. But, Florence has yeah. got a lot of good stuff. She was talking to me in the kitchen, and I said, save it for the show, man, because uh-huh. we've got, you know, she's got a lot to tell us about, of, you know, what's going on, not just with green building, but, uh, you know, keeping our houses energy efficient and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's right? going to be getting cold. Did you hear the news about the home heating oil is going to be oh, record-breaking yeah. prices this year? That's really? why we want to get away from... And thus, record-breaking profits for the oil companies. <laughs> Rock on. Well, that's why we want to get away from, you know, foreign oil and become energy independent. Yeah. Okay. In the meantime, let me just say something about our absolutely wonderful online media partners that help us get the word out and expand our Green Diva family. We have Care2.com, EatDrinkBetter.com, EarthGarage.com, EcoMe.com, EcoSeed.org, Green Revolution Radio uh, out of Tucson, Arizona, FeelGoodStyle.com, Grateful, grateful. Let me try that again. Grateful Dread Public Radio, um, and and uh, you can always find us on Facebook. We've been having fun you. on Facebook. Yeah, you're going to have to either you know start breathing during that or have fewer sponsors. I know. Well, they're not sponsors. There are there are media partners, but media you know, partners. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying, <sighs> I know. Isn't it nice? It is nice. I the list gets longer and longer. Yeah. Well, it's 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 fun to be working with all these folks too because we do a lot of other stuff with them, and uh, they're doing some pretty amazing work. So I introduce Florence, Green Diva Florence. Can we call you Green Diva Flow? Sure, why not? <laughs> the, the Green Diva Flow. Green Diva Flow. You have the Green, Green Diva, Diva Flow? Flow? Oh, God, that sounds awful. No? That's okay. Just Green Diva Flow is so cute. That is Green Diva um, Flow. As cute as green. And you'll see pictures because we took some pictures. So I'll put them on the Facebook page. Of the Flow? Of the Flow. Or, the Green uh, Diva Flow. Green Diva Flow. <laughs> Jesse took Green Diva Jesse's in the house. Silent Jesse waving. Uh, and we have Ro. Green Diva <laughs> Ro. Oh, I'm screwing. I know. I totally messed up my mic there. Sorry. Um, anyway, so this morning we're going to also have a special report from Deborah Secunda, who is the Eat Green Girl. Um, she and I are going to be on a panel tomorrow in Union Square for the Green City Challenge. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I can't be there. I know. Uh, you begged and pled, but... I know. You know what I'm trying to put together a team, because they're doing a lot of fun things, and one of the things I'm going to be sitting on a panel, and we'll talk about that. We'll be talking about food, of course. Mm. I'll be sitting on a panel talking about food while everybody's riding around on their bicycles on a fun kind of treasure hunt and doing treasure activities. Hunt. That's, treasure why, hunt? that's why I need to, you know, lose pounds. Um, yeah, no, we're going to have fun. And anyway, so she's going to call in in a few minutes and talk to us about the Green City Challenge. Our interview guest today is Janae Luciani, who's the author of The Bra Book. She's also a, um, 
a national style correspondent and contributor. You know, she's on the Today Show, and she's one of those cute women that go on there and talk about all this fun stuff with fashion. See, I, I, I never realized. It took me years, you know, as a young man to realize how important they were. I mean, knew how to undo them, but I never knew, you know, how oh. important they were, oh. you know? We're right, we're on the bra. You, you still got your brain on the bra thing. The bra oh, yeah. I'm, I, that's all I saw when you gave me the outline. Boobs. <laughs> but anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But how important they are to fit and comfort and yeah. so on. And yeah, so, I'll, I'll, tell I'll you let right you guys now. talk about that. But she, she can talk to the whole issue of green bras and, and healthy bras and bras made from organic stuff. and Bamboo bras. Well, maybe. Coconut shell bras. Well, <laughs> There you go. I can tell this is going to be an interesting day. And then, as if to extend that fun further, we're also going to be doing our Sleeping Naked is Green segment. I got one more. On organic. On a seashell, seashell bras. Seashell. See, there you go. Seashell. seashell. All, right, all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, Green Diva Lisa's not with us today because she's down in Austin, Texas, doing some pretty cool work down there with her mobile film school. So she'll be back next week. So we're missing her, but uh, we don't even have time for her to call in today. I feel kind of bad. Anyway, I wanted to mention that I figured out how to put polls on the on the blog. Remember we did the green we, driving yeah, poll? Right. I figured out how to do that on the blog. So oh, on I, the blog, okay. I really want people to go on the blog and click on that. Just it'll make me feel better. And I'm going to do some more, some new ones. Where do they find the blog? Oh, you mean thegreendivas.com? Duh. <laughs> dot com. No, it's the Green Divas dot com. Thank you. And you can always find us on Facebook too. And what's the new what's the new poll? Well, it's not a new one. I did the green driving thing just as a test. But I still think people want to weigh in. And the question is, um, out of all the available cars and types of cars today, what do you think is the greenest? Hybrid, electric, or high mileage, fuel efficient gas car? And we had, biodiesel, we had good biodiesel. response. We had some really good response. We had some great the, uh, response. So I, I, I just kind of, you know, want people to check that out. I also want people to do our little quick survey for PodTrack because um, with our podcast, we've gotten, you know, a mess of people to respond to that. But we need a few more. And that's also on the blog. Right on the right side, you see a little picture of, you know, Green Diva Meg there. Uh, it only takes a few minutes and we really, really appreciate it. And then, of course, we have G2 Organics, and we're still giving stuff away. Uh, we're still still open for that. We've had a lot of response. So um, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, which is Facebook backslash Green Divas, or look up Green Divas Radio Show. Mention, like us. You have to like us. And then um, mention... You have to like You us. have to like us. I'll come to your house. <laughs> um, and mention G2 Organics on the on the page there, and you are in the running. And we have a bunch of people, and we're going to do this until we hit 3,000. So please do that. Did you know that Monday, October 24th, I think that's Monday, right, is um, Food Day, First National Food Day. I eat every day. <laughs> well, this is uh, all about um, creating more awareness about how foods oh, about what we're putting in healthy, our gullet. healthy food systems, yeah. you know, education for kids. And there's a lot of events. Uh, a lot of people are doing potluck dinners and uh, all kinds of fun. It's, it, I think it's a good idea. And it's about awareness of, of, our, of our agricultural system and how to maybe shift off of some of the more damaging, you know, corporate industrial stuff and, and, and start supporting smaller regional farmers. Why not? I like uh, it. My 
in, in a few short weeks, we're going to be talking about there's a lot of talk now about whether we can sustain uh, or we, whether we can feed the world. And that be, it's becoming a louder and, and, and you know, I got invited. conversation. I got invited to go see Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton talk about this stuff down in Washington, D.C. Well, uh, Monday, as a matter of fact, about, you know, which obviously. You remember is, the grocery store 30 years ago? With everything wrapped in plastic? No, 30 years ago. Oh, 30. No, I don't remember. I don't uh, have a good well, there memory. Was, there was, and I'm not that old. There were smaller. <laughs> there were fewer shelves. I mean, there was a lot less on the shelves than there are, is now. Oh, my God. There wasn't and as many most pineapples. Of it, most of it's processed foods, which are killing us. I know. I know. Well, so, um, you know, this month is also National Fair Trade Month. I didn't know that. Coffee. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to be aware of these things, and we're, we're learning Halloween more costumes. More. And, well, and then it's also, of course, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, <laughs> which we're, you know, then this is all, you know, learning to be healthier and take care of ourselves. I mean, some people believe some of these toxins are contributing to breast cancer. Some people. Well, some people Study are right. Show. Some yeah. people are right. I mean, again, the the, uh, the thing with cell phones is, is still being tossed around. Oh, EMFs and all that. Yeah, we hold it to our head every day and our ruining ourselves. Go ahead. I think Deborah's on the line. Deborah Secunda, let's get her on the air. Hello, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? You are the Eat Green Girl, and I saw that she's got a whole series of raw food DVDs. I do. Yeah. Um, and you and I are going to be on a panel together tomorrow talking about food. Yes. Well, I've been studying nutrition for over a decade and uh, coming up with ways to prepare foods that are sustainable, green, good for the planet, healthy for the planet, healthy for you, and recipes that are still delicious. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, again, man, you're our gal, and we're definitely going to have to get you um, in here for a, a longer interview today. We only have a few minutes because we're going to be talking about our Green City Challenge tomorrow. Yes, I am so excited. This one is going to be even bigger and better than last year. We have an entire little eco-village set up at Union Square. There will be panels all day on how to live, work, and eat greener with uh, suggestions on how to do that right here locally in New York City in your own neighborhoods. There will be children's activities, food vendors, green products, sustainable food, gift ideas, booths. It's really going to be a fun day. Well, and we're going to be there, so hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was looking at our panel, and we have um, a pro football player, a guy who's a kicker. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Craig Pinto. Craig Pinto. I know. Did you love that name? Yes. But he's he's uh, got an organization, Kicking for Celiac. Right. He's, he's big yeah, on... Celiac disease. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, um, so many... Uh, problems, uh, childhood obesity, cardiovascular disease, so many diseases can actually be healed if you are eating a proper healthy diet. Um, here in America, we eat way too much sugar, and there's a, a concentration on getting enough protein. And when you think about it, an elephant, a buffalo, a, a cow, they're not really eating other animals. They're eating plants. They're eating grass. Um, yeah, and they do manage. They do manage pretty well. well. And they manage to put on quite a large amount of muscle mass. So it's a myth that we need so much protein and animal products. A much leaner way to be living, of course, is to um, 
try to have pretty much a plant-based diet as much as possible, which, again, is also healthier for the planet. I mean, we wind up eating the middleman. <laughs> I know. I kind of like to say, because there's no reason to eat the cows and the pigs if you're just, and chickens, if you're going straight to the, the wonderful uh, grains and, and uh, vegetables and things that they're eating. Yeah, really. I hadn't thought about the middleman concept, but that's a little... I know. Well, just think about one acre of land can produce uh, only 40 uh, pounds of animal flesh, whereas it can produce 400 pounds of legumes and grains that we should just be eating directly. So sustainable eating practices, really, if it's healthy for you, it's also healthy for the planet. It's good all the way, the, all the way around. I am writing down. You said one acre of... 40 pounds, right? Yeah, 40 pounds yes. of flesh. Isn't that amazing? Or and 400. Also the water to feed these animals. And then the methane emissions from their poo. <laughs> I mean, it just it goes on and on uh, towards global warming. So we're all about educating the public on um, uh, just small changes that they can make on a, ba- a daily basis. Little tiny things that they can do greener every day. Um, and it all adds up, you know. It's uh, it's really up to each individual to make these small changes, and um, we'll have a better future, not just for ourselves, but for everyone, future generations as well. Well, and we like, and I like that this event is offering a real variety of different ideas, whether it's food or how you live in a small apartment or how you get around in the city and travel. Um, so I I really like that. It allows people to 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 step into the green environment where they're, you know, where they're best suited to get started. Well, I have to tell you, one of the things that, unfortunately, I can't be there, but one of the things that that keeps coming to mind, and I would like, you know, maybe you guys can focus on this tomorrow, is how do you get mainstream America to to pick up on these practices? Because as we know, Middle America is rushing home, throwing whatever prepared foods they got from the grocery store that are overpackaged and throwing it down their kids' throats. Oh, boy. Well, that's a whole 15-minute or six-hour discussion. Oh, yeah. Well, I offer <laughs> handouts just exactly for that uh, problem and how to alleviate it. We are creatures of habit. And so if you can just do one, start small, just do one or two small changes every day. For example, you could brown bag a lunch instead of getting styrofoam packaged takeout. You could pack some nuts, a fruit, take it with you in the morning on your way out the door for a snack. Um, you know, start with just uh, uh, having your own green water bottle instead of buying water in plastic bottles that just go yeah. into the landfills. Yeah. They're, they're, they're um, so I mean, many. there's like small things every person can do every day. Well, awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, and we're going to have fun on our panel and all the other fun things going on. And listen, yes. if anybody... Well, all of this more in depth. Absolutely. And, and I encourage everybody to try to get down there tomorrow. There's so much to learn. Yeah. And just so people know, I think there's still room for a couple of teams. And the Green Divas are trying to put together a team, but I'm busy with the panel, and all of my riders are out of town. <laughs> so um, if anybody... Well, it's a great contest with uh, great prizes, and it will test your knowledge on how, on green living. But yes, we, we definitely need some more contestants, and... It'll be a gorgeous day. We're blessed with beautiful weather tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, if anyone listening is out there and ready to hop on a bicycle, we also have, if you don't have a bicycle, Bike and Roll will be supplying them. Yeah. So um, give us a call. Come to greencitychallenge.org. 
our website. You can register there. Yep. And um, we hope to see you guys tomorrow. All right. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Deborah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, let's go for a quick break, and we'll come back with lots more with the Green Divas. Good morning. What the heck happened to you last night? (laughs) Oh, it's just my old mattress. You know, I want one of those memory foam mattresses, but they're so toxic, I really can't go there. You have to try Essentia. They're the only company making outrageously comfortable, all-natural foam mattresses. You know, like Tempur-Pedic, but healthier. Really? Essentia? Really. And I hear they're giving away $300 with the purchase of any mattress if you mention the Green Divas radio show. Find a store near you at myessentia.com. Welcome to Green Light with the original Green Diva, Megan McWilliams. Useful ideas for low-stress green living straight from the fun Green Divas radio show. Want to have a Green Diva face? Find out about natural facial care in just a moment. I want Green Diva nails without all the nasty toxic chemicals. I've got the solution. I just tried this G2 Organics non-toxic odor-free nail polish and remover. Did I mention odor-free? Look at my gorgeous toes. And you should see the colors. The colors are great. And the best part, each one comes with its cool little touch-up tube. And I guess since it doesn't smell, you can whip it out anywhere. The touch-up tube, I mean. Find out more at G2Organics.com. I've tested a lot of facial and skincare products, and I'm like a canary in a coal mine. Sometimes they say organic, but if it isn't really clean, my skin will let me know quickly, and it isn't pretty. Here are a couple of facial products and ideas that have worked well for this super-sensitive green diva. Make your own facial wash. It is so simple to make a nice face wash out of essential oils. Go to thegreendivas.com to find out my favorite recipe for lavender face wash. Lily Organics is my favorite moisturizing cream. Really clean really works. Visit Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, to get ratings on all your favorite facial and skincare products. To find out more about the Green Divas radio show and podcast, visit thegreendivas.com. Now more from the Green Divas and the token testosterone green dude, Scott. All right. We're back. Welcome back to the Green Divas radio show. You're on with Green Diva Meg. Testosterone, Scotty. <laughs> Florence Block. Green Diva Flow. Huh. I love it. Well, you know what it's time for. Sleeping naked is green. At least Vanessa Parkwarson, who wrote the book, thought so. Using her hilarious book, we will explore and expand on some of the 366 journal entries where she shares her year-long journey of trying new ways of being green on a daily basis. This segment is brought to you by Essentia the only natural memory foam mattress in the world, myessentia.com, and, of course, the Green Divas Radio Show. All right. Well, we jumped right into that. Poor Mike. I give him a hard time. Oh, he's good, though. He was right on it. He puts up with us. Anyway, October 19th, Vanessa Farquharson, in her book, Sleeping Naked is Green, that's what this is all about, wrote, Buy Organic Cotton Underwear, which I thought was a good topic for today, Right. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're going to be talking about bras. So what I thought we'd talk about and expand on, because she didn't didn't write much about that except that sentence. Just go commando. Well, there's that. But I thought we'd talk about the environmental impact of conventionally grown cotton and and what organic cotton is all about, why we want to think about getting organic cotton anything, but, of course, underwear. Why not? 
Did you know that cotton covers 2.5% of the world's cultivated land? Oh, I thought you were going to say 2.5% of your body. Well, no. It, well, might. 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 Depends on your... Maybe more than that. Uh, but it uses 16... So 2.5% of the world's cultivated land, but it uses 16 to 25% of the world's insecticides. More than okay. more than any other single major crop. That's a lot. That's a lot of chemicals. I... Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm thinking this through. I mean, I know there's there's you know certain corns that are actually, yes, seeded and bred to be you know disease resistance. So anyway, we're talking about cotton. So know, but... cotton pro- cotton production uses more chemicals per unit than any other crop. What I'm saying is obviously it's not. They can't alter the cotton plant to be disease resistant. So that's why. Apparently. Apparently. Chemicals used in the process of cotton pollute the air and surface waters, obviously. And the pesticides used in the production of conventional cotton include orthophosphates, such as forate, methamidophose, and endosulfan, if I'm saying those correctly, and I'm trying to. Um, They're highly toxic to farmers. Well, farmers shouldn't be drinking them. I know. I think just being around them is not good. So, anyway, there's there's lots of reasons just in there why we should use. As of 2007, 266,000 bales of organic cotton were produced in 24 countries worldwide. And worldwide production is growing at a rate at over 50% per year. So this is really a good thing. This is a good thing. Are there any brands or any tags that are specific to organic cotton? Well, I found a few, uh, a few uh, companies, and, and I've actually reviewed a couple, but there's one really fun company called Pact, P-A-C-T. <laughs> <laughs> Pact in your underwear. All right, go I ahead. guess so. Um, great organic, they have uh, organic cotton undergarments for men and women, and they have, you know, underwear, t-shirt, bras, socks, um, really great stuff, very thoughtfully uh, produced, sustainably, all that fun, organic. There's also a really clever um, organic cotton underwear site for women called (laughs) (laughs) hankypanky.com. But they have some great stuff, and it's a very clever kind of fun site, but all organic. And, you know, um, you got to feel good about that. You're finding an organic bra, and we're going to talk about uh, Janae, you know, about that when we talk to Janae later. Um, And then there's a a – I found a list of companies that make organic cotton undies for kids. Um, Spider-Man undies? Well, there you go. So uh, there's a whole bunch of companies that make cotton underwear and and jammies and stuff for kids. And that's going to be listed on our website. And every week, just so you know, we do our our, um, post on the website, thegreendivas.com, to list all of the things we're talking about and links and resources. So please go there for that. And uh, I think we're going to talk more about underwear later in the show. So there you have it for today. Well, that was fun. Remember to tune in to the Green Divas Radio Show next week to hear another installment of Sleeping Naked is Green, based on the book by Vanessa Farquharson. This segment was sponsored by Essentia, the outrageously comfortable natural memory foam mattress, so you can sleep green and healthy. Find out more at myessentia.com. All right. There you go. See, that, that five minutes just flies by. Yeah. The whole hour flies by. I know. It really does. I was trying to explain that to Florence today. Yeah, we kind of crammed things in, but I uh, know. maybe we'll get longer. 
But we will. Some more time. We will. Um, so right now, let's go to GD Flow <laughs> and um, talk about what she's doing with the Green Building Council, U.S. Green Building Council of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, buildings are, are one of the biggest culprits, I think the biggest culprit we have in polluting our world. Just give you a couple of stats. You know, we spend 90% of our time indoors. And if you, the, the stati- statistics are that 72% of all electric consumption on Earth comes from buildings. Wow. And 40% of all the carbon dioxide emissions comes from buildings. And you could pretty much split that 50-50 between commercial buildings and residential. Yeah, right. And almost like you were saying, Scott, before, that our food is over-processed and packaged, it's probably true of, of buildings historically. <laughs> you know, they've just had things like just every area of a building was dealt in isolation, so you didn't end up with a system that was particularly efficient. So my organization that I'm very proud to to run for New Jersey, uh, the mission is to really transform the market, to educate the public, and to advocate for green building because it affects what we call the triple bottom line, yep. which is people, planets, and profits. Yep. People being quality of life, enhanced environments, planet, social responsibility, environmental responsibility, and then profits because it does impact your bottom line tremendously both on a personal and on an economic basis. Right. And I think that's what, you know, everybody needs to hear all of that now. Sure. And it's not just slapping one thing onto an existing structure that's going to make it green. It's going to look at your whole supply chain. Mm -hmm. Like, where is the garbage man taking your garbage? Mm -hmm. You know, where is the food coming from that you're buying in the supermarket? Yeah. You know, in business, even when you hold a meeting, you know, do you have water bottles all over the place for people? And does your food get ordered from non-locally produced food? So there's an entire supply chain that impacts the efficiency of a building. And U.S. Green Building Council is the creator of what is known as LEED certification, LEED meaning leadership in energy and environmental design. And that's kind of the global brand for evaluating a green building. That's why the organization was formed, because what is a green building? Right, You know, It's like, you know, 3,500 definitions. It's basically, you know, a high-performance building that uh, supports the triple bottom line. Yeah. I've seen seen that that – there's actually awards. Awards are given to buildings that are, are, you know, especially new buildings that are built with the idea of, of bronze, energy. silver, well, gold, exactly. And all that. Platinum. Exactly. But it's not just new buildings. It's also for existing buildings. I mean, okay. right now the big market is going to be retrofitting existing buildings. Sure. Look at the J and J headquarters in New Brunswick. Yep. There's an yep. existing building. Uh, we have um, the M and M Mars just built. Right. An right. Edition Lots of solar, right? In solar, and they're lead gold certified. We have the first, the largest lead platinum school. And Neptune just got certified last week. So when so when a building like a commercial building like that is lead certified, you're you're talking about all kinds of different systems and materials, right? right? There are five categories. Now there are six, and sometimes there's six in like a regional credit that were developed. This was the whole lead rating system, which is why this organization exists. It was to define and evaluate the performance of a building, and it's undergone a number of iterations. It's going through its, uh, I don't know, fifth or sixth iteration right now, known as uh, LEED 2012, and it's a checklist. There are five categories, site, water efficiency, energy, indoor environmental quality, materials and resources, innovation, et cetera, and under each of these categories is a whole list of milestones to reach and performance milestones. And based upon the number of points that you get, you become certified, which means there's a third-party independent evaluation team that looks at your project as it's being designed, developed, and built. And once 
it reaches the end of, of the project and it's proven out to be performing the way it was intended to perform, you receive a certification. And what it does is it demonstrates to the world what the performance of the building is. So you know from a baseline that it went from, you know, it, it was 20% or 30% more efficient. Uh, you know that your materials and resources came and went, avoided landfills, right, and right. went within a certain distance, and that the food that you bring into the place is, uh, you know, from locally produced, you know, harvested. And today, you were saying, Scott, before, you know, when is it going to become mainstream? Well, one of the things that I would like to see would be zoning laws and regulations that would require new building, new construction, to be geothermal. Mm-hmm. Um, solar, wind energy, as, as or some m- combination right. percentage. You know, that's really that you say your timing is perfect because in the state right now there are two uh, thought processes on the table in the legislature. Um, we're actually going to be meeting with with Lori Griffith, the commissioner of the, the, the of community, Department of Community Affairs, next week. Um, there is the International Green Construction Code that has undergone development was recently adopted, okay. and it will be each state will have the have the right have the, uh, you know, they'll have their opportunity Mm -hmm. to adopt it as a state mandate, but every uh, building area, every community will be able to, city will have to adapt what works for them. But it's the premise is very, very much linked to the categories that you'll find in LEED. Wow. It's not a LEED mandate by any means. How does Governor Christie feel about it? You know, has he expressed any... um... It's interesting. It's very, very new. It's on the table. I believe that the governor is very much, I think, in intent very supportive of green building. Great. Um, I don't know that we've had the time to really dig into the details at that level. It's relatively yeah. new. We're meeting, as I mentioned, with the DCA yeah. uh, commissioner. We have a breakfast that we're doing uh, next week. See? Um, Despite the, the fail, what was the, the, is the, in failure the, middle of all. the failure of that one solar company? Do you recall that I'm just sorry? recently? The one company that had received um, federal grants. Oh, the one out in California? Mm. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. Let me tell you, despite that, the, the whole the whole business of, of renewable energy is exploding. Huge. I, yeah, it's now, huge. Jersey, As it should be. Yeah, not interesting. Jobs. <laughs> yeah, let me just mention the one other code thing. There's the Green Building Manual, which is also developed in collaboration with Rutgers University, and we were collaborators. We were on that task team to develop also a standard for the state of New Jersey that would be the fun, which would raise the bar right. on the performance required across the state. And those two things are right now in, in debate and review. So I'm expecting very shortly that we're going to have something in our state that's going to be sensitive to, to truly raising the, the level. But the training is going to be very important because the folks going out and inspecting these yeah. buildings – need to be brought up to speed, yeah. and some are, and some are well, less There's so. an educational curve there. Right. So that's one of the other things we do is provide that kind of training and education. How many of all the builders in New Jersey, and there are thousands of them, how many of them are updating and getting themselves educated and now legitimately calling themselves green builders? Well, I'll give you some stats if it's Because I figured you would, yeah. you would know. <laughs> well, there's a, in terms of LEED is only one, you know, brand. It's not the world is not LEED or not LEED. I mean, right. there are many, many, you know, gradations of, mm-hmm. of sustainability. But to give you a, a sense of the accreditation, uh, LEED accredited professional is a designation that a professional gets. And it could be anyone. It could be an attorney. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, a bookkeeper. It could be a grocer. And it could be a contractor or Really? Engineer. There's different levels of a radio show host, perhaps. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I got mine. I'm not going to be out in the fields building a building tomorrow, but yeah. it's uh, it's an accreditation that demonstrates different levels of, okay. of knowledge, everywhere from just general knowledge to implementation. Okay. You know, I, I can build a green building because I'm an AP in new construction, but I'm a green associate, which means 
I need to have this – I have this basic level of understanding for green building, but it's to be able to talk to the people that build the green buildings. Oh, okay. So to give you an idea, in the United States, there are 142,000 lead accredited professionals, and there are 3,000 – over 3,200 in New Jersey alone. And these range wow. – the early adopters were the architects, engineers, and construction people. And now when you look at bids that go out for projects, they're requiring that the teams, that the management teams, the construction teams be lead accredited or equivalent. So there is a sensitivity to that. To give you an idea, as far as lead certified buildings, there are over 4,000 in the United States and there's 100 in New Jersey. Wow. went up from about 90-plus It is surprising how far ahead – I mean, New Jersey's really made a – you know, conscientious effort to, to you know, green well, up. Well, we have to. I mean, think about it. We're a pretty, you know, dense populated state, and there's a lot of us right. here. We're cohabitating when on, a, on a smaller bit of property than a lot of the rest of the states. And what's interesting is New Jersey is the second largest user of solar in the country right. next to California. California. Now, that's amazing. I think we're a, right. we're a small town in California. Hey, so. GD Flow, will you make sure that we get those stats? Because yes. we want to make sure that we get those on our site sure. for our listeners to mm-hmm. check in And later. again, what is L-E-E-D? Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Now, I'll tell you, you know, you want a job? This is the way oh, to go. I know, I know. Well, I think there are a lot of incentives for people to go to school to get re-educated. Right. And there are also, yeah, go ahead. I have a great incentive. And for folks that are listening, this might be of interest to you. We received a grant from the Department of Labor of New Jersey, wow. uh, our second grant, to provide fully funded lead training and exam prep and related green customized training fields to incumbent workers, meaning companies mm-hmm. that are New Jersey-based can apply for the grant. It's a very simple two-page application. And we have trained over 700 people in the last two and a half years, all the way from the small you know, bicycle shop all the way up to the major corporations. And we just received a grant. We're working on finalizing a grant for the unemployed population through the One Stops and the WIBs, which will provide customized training, preparation to enter the market right. of, of you know green building That's related. That's fantastic. Yes. So I, w- I would welcome. Yeah, folks, I mean, you know, you could look you at know, our website. A lot and- of people just open your eyes, people. This mm-hmm. is this is the way it's going to go. All right, more and more electric cars are coming on. Smarter grids, smarter homes, smarter buildings, and it's it's the way that the whole world is going. So you want to ride that? I think in the that. end, and and it is that triple bottom line. It's going to save us money in the long run. It's going to save the planet, you know, in the long run, and uh, make happier people. Yeah, some people are still listening to 8-tracks, so you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, so Who? catch up. Who? You know what I mean. I'm just using an analogy. Here. I thought for a minute you were going to confess. What's the matter with 8 Green dude confession. What's the matter with 8-tracks? <laughs> He's getting defensive. Think ahead, but I mean, you no, know, know. You, can, you can sit and stay and be a creature of habit and get left behind. Or you can you can be involved in this and so, move forward. Back to now, just a, a quick question about residential, yes. um, mm-hmm. whether we're retrofitting. Mm-hmm. If you're building a new home, let's say, um, and I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners would be thinking of renovation, but is or, or either one, okay, um, is it cost effective? Are you going to spend more money, a, a significantly amount of more money doing it in a greener fashion? You know, I think on a sm- small scale, depending on what amount or level of amenity you put in. It's like any building. You can make it an A, B, or C level. You can spend a lot or a little. But today, there are so many mainstream um, recyclable and energy-efficient materials and yeah. products, more than the norm. It used to be, I think, if you went back 10 years ago, it would be prohibitively And expensive. the prices are coming down, right? They are yeah. coming down. But it, it is going to have somewhat of a premium. You know where? Not so much 
uh, in necessarily in the bottom line, just at the end part of the project. But at the beginning, when you are planning your home, the key is to integrate your your architect, your engineers, yeah. your yeah. contractor up front. So you may have, you will have more professional fees up front. But if you do it right, I think the coordination of all of those trades and disciplines at the beginning would yield a, a better product. It may be more expensive initially, but you will have a payback. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's, you know, and there are a lot of calculators that help show it. Now, we're going to go on break and we're going to um, talk to Jeanne, uh the bra book lady, when we come back. But Flow, GD Flow, we have to have you back to keep talking about this. Mm-hmm. There's so much to it and you're a wealth of knowledge for us here. Mm-hmm. And um, so well, anyway, we'll have the information mm-hmm. she's been talking about on our website, thegreendivas.com. But stay tuned. We'll all be back in a couple of minutes. Have you or someone you care about gone through cancer treatments recently? Chances for survival are better than ever. But to support complete healing, call Dr. Kathy Ostroff, a certified clinical nutritionist helping post-cancer patients bring their bodies back into balance. Her highly individualized programs are based on detailed blood analysis that highlight critical imbalances. Call Dr. Ostroff at 973-822-2529. That's 973-822-2529. Now more from the Green Divas and the token testosterone green dude, Scott. All right. Let's talk about boobs. We're still here. We're going to talk about uh, over-the-shoulder boulder holders. Remember (laughs) that? One of my favorite, yeah. (laughs) I know. Poor Janae. She probably gets all kinds of silly jokes about the bra book, (laughs) but she's a sport. Let's get her on the air. She's fun. Janae, you're on the air. Hi. How are you guys? Good, good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. (laughs) Can you hear Green Dude Scotty uh, being, you know, like 12? What? (laughs) It's, yeah, like old guys don't like boobs. Come on. I know. <laughs> I know. He's all excited about talking about bras. I want to talk about boobs. Come on. Yeah, well. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, so you're a busy gal. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I mentioned earlier that she's the author of The Bra Book, but she's also a national style correspondent and contributor to a, a lot of broadcast media. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about bras and what you know. What's new in green bras? Well, it's funny. It's not really sort of a new thing, as you probably know. Um, you know, we've been hearing about for several years now organic and eco-friendly products. Um, you know, using more sustainable fabrics. Um, and I actually have a whole section in the bra book on. The future, which I consider part of the future of the industry, is the so-called, you know, green bra. (laughs) Um, And a lot more companies are doing it. They're using bamboo blends or organic cotton, which tends to be a little on the pricier side. So we're seeing a lot more of the bamboo, um, you know, the bamboo fabrics. And a lot of companies are doing it. Jockey is doing it very affordably. Um, Hanky Panky, Cosabella, they have bamboo blend songs that they're making. So, Ouch. Um, so it no. kind of seems to be a popular thing now. No. Bamboo up your butt. No. <laughs> I like that, right? Bamboo. That's part of the problem, you know, aside from the price points and trying to keep the price points down um, with these types of fabrics, also it's hard to make them super comfortable. So they're blending them with cotton or organic cotton to make them a little less yeah, but you know okay. the I, thing. The thing about bamboo is honestly, bamboo uh, material, which is sadly made with a lot of chemicals, but bamboo mm-hmm. material is so 
soft. I know. I will. I will give in. But and, and I understand it's soft, but it's just too funny. I know. It's got. A, it's yeah. Bamboo was used for torture devices. It's in the past. All right. So Believe I know. They're not though. They can spin it and make a nice little set of undies out of it. I know. I got. I got to try some of that. Yeah, you had some material. It was very, very yeah. soft. It was no, very I nice. have bamboo and pants, and I have some bamboo clothing. I got that... images again. Yeah. Now, did you, Meg? Did you find? Now, did you find that it was a higher? You, you were spending a lot more money on it, or? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I've never paid for any of these things. These things were actually made for me when we were doing some television work. So right. I. Oh, okay. Um, I, I can't answer that, but um, mm-hmm. but I will say I that think they, that's the biggest complaint I hear from people with, yeah. when we're talking about you know eco friendly clothing that they find the price point to be a little high. Yeah, and I and I do find it to be a little bit high, but um, but but it's so soft. And I have bamboo sheets that I bought at mm-hmm. Target of all places. <laughs> Target. Target. Okay, that's good. And and I love I love these pillowcases in particular. I just feel like I'm sleeping on a little soft silky pillow. So that's thing. just Target in a fancy place. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I the think bra- really come a long way. Yeah. I have to say even, you know, I wrote the bra when I was writing the bra book, you know, it takes a long time to actually for a book to to be printed yep. and, and the publisher to get it released and everything, but when I was writing, it was 2008. Yeah. So, you know, some of the information that I include, a lot has changed as far as talking about the eco-friendly fabrics. Like, there's so much more now that I, if I were writing it right now, I would have so much more to say. <laughs> well, so. yeah. See, I'm wondering, because, like, we were talking in the studio before about RPET, that recycled... Um, it's 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 basically polyester, but it's made from recycled bottles. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to, yes. you know, mm-hmm. use a bra, uh, uh, have a green bra, you could use that as the polyester blend, right, and still have a nice, soft, stretchy, fun thing. Do you know of any bras that are doing that? No, you know, I haven't heard anything like that um, at all. And it's tricky with bras because, like you said, they, they really need to have that stretch yeah. factor to them. They need to be able to sort of mold to your body. Um, so they really have to get the blend right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if it's not comfortable, a woman is not going to buy it again. You I, know, and it's all con- obviously very consumer-driven industry, and you have to be able to sell products. Easy open clasps and stuff. <laughs> Are you chewing gum on the air, Scotty? No, I'm not. Oh, my God, you bad boy. No, listen, <laughs> I'm having a brainstorm. Janae, I think we need to design a green, a, a, a green bra of our own. Hey, why not? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, why um, not? But it's funny. I noticed also aside from the sustainable fabrics like we talked about, um, I noticed a lot more animal-friendly products in the fashion industry. Wow, yeah. So that seems to be a really big trend. I just heard yesterday um, about, uh, you know, a vegan. They call it the vegan um, leather handbag and shoe lines, and there's a handbag line. Um, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday, so I said, oh, I'm doing this interview tomorrow. I can talk about this. Yeah. Um, it's called Jill Milan, and it's like this really high-end handbag line that's all animal-friendly. Jill Milan is at uh, M-I-L-A-N? Uh-huh. And so it's like these really high-end, because I, I was trying to really, you know, think hard and brainstorm, and I'm like, okay, what are we seeing in the fashion industry as far as high-end that are doing anything that's eco-friendly, animal-friendly, and a lot of them really aren't, you know, when you're talking couture designers are really high-end, they're not really doing yeah. it. No, let's it face it. Them. Let's face it. The, the fashion industry, I did a story about this a couple of years ago, and the fashion mm-hmm. industry is basically the poster child for, you know, right next to, you know, bad factories. It's, it's uh, bad environmental behavior. 
But there are companies. I mean, I've come across a couple of really innovative companies. This one uh, out of uh, New Zealand. Have you ever heard of icebreakers? I've heard of that. And they, um, they well, of course, and they're in New Zealand, so they're all about wool and, and sheep. <laughs> well, oh, yes. I what, love what I are they took making? to New Zealand a few years ago. It's one of my favorite places but they, ever. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> amazing, amazing, beautiful. Please. But what they do with this wool is they've got a way of making it into very, you know, very um, soft, uh, light, it, a lot of it's sport, you know, wicking material for socks mm-hmm. and, and undergarments for, you know, long underwear and stuff. Oh, now look. Yep. Bam, uh, no. Bamboo underwear, wool underwear. I just. I know. I know. No. Sounds <laughs> itchy. It sounds itchy. But anyway, what and they also obviously make some outer garments, too. But but what they've done is they created this um, what they call a bar code. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And, and you get to. Um, when you buy a garment, it has a ba code, which is literally like B-A-A, B-A-A right. code. Um, and then you can go to the Internet and put in your ba, ba code and find the sheep where it came from and well, the farm where it came from. And you learn about that farm. And, they, and they're very, very particular about the only places where they get uh, their wool from, that they're, they're humanely, sustainably uh, taken care of. And, and they're very, very – Transparent in their their chain of of, yeah. of the materials, which and I wool, think wool, I tell you, is is really green as it is because the animals are cared for and they yeah. just get a haircut. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, it's I a agree. it's an easy entry point, but the idea is great. And another company sent me a leather coat. Okay, get this oh. a few years ago, and said this is a green leather coat, and I said, really? How? <laughs> yeah, I, but okay. It, it almost qualified. I mean, and I, I and they did the transparency thing, and I can't remember the name of the company right now, which is probably good. Well, but, I guess with the tanning process. Well, what they did was they were taking um, hides from cows that were becoming spam in Minnesota. Hmm. Seriously, okay, right, so it's right. a spam factory, and and I thought, well, that's good. Okay, they're using the material. I'm sure somebody does anyway. But they were sending it to China oh. to be tanned, oh, and then. And it, because you, they had a code that you could go and and in their transparency thing, so you could follow this thing around. And I'm like, oh, That's I so hate green. to tell you this, but this is terrible. <laughs> it goes to China, comes back. And then we you know, China is all about keeping the waters clean and not. But dumping, yeah. but I give them points for trying and for being willing to be transparent. And I think that in that way, a lot of companies will start to think more and more about how we can do this more locally. We don't have to have this piece of material traveling all over mm-hmm. the world. Um, it did have some, some points that weren't so awful, except for this traveling thing. That'll kill the carbon footprint. Yeah, I think it negated all the greenness out of yeah, it. Yeah, and spam, you know, I mean, come on, there's a whole argument against the whole spam thing. Yeah. Anyway. It makes a good song. But, yeah, spam, spam. Um, and I'm singing <laughs> on the radio again. Of it, and they're thinking that way, which is a, a plus. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful that you will dig up and see more and more, and we'll get, we're going to get you to come on again and report in. But, but I'm looking, Absolutely. looking for more and more companies that are not only really sourcing their material and being careful about how they're producing their things, mm-hmm. um, but, but that they are willing to be more transparent because I think that's an educational process for all of us. I definitely think so. I mean, there is so much to learn and research on the topic. I could only really touch on the tip of the iceberg in my book even, yeah. you know. And it's like I'm not an expert on, on green by any means, but there's so much that once you start really getting into it and peeling away the layers, like you said, and then there's all these little factors that, well, they can call it green, but it's not really green. Yeah. So, um, 
Well, and then one thing I always just like to mention that can kind of help, you know, help everyday people be a little more green, sort of, is that you can really recycle your clothing and your bras, which someone else uses. So there's actually organizations out there that they're recycling. You know, you can send in old bras and then they use them. Um, BraRecycling.org, Breast Oasis is another one. Um, And obviously with clothing and consigning and stuff like that. Um, It's just a great way just to be, feel in your everyday life that you can just be a little more green, I guess. Jesse, did you get both those? Are you going to do uh, another book? So wait a minute, wait a minute. I am working on something. Um, it's a slow process, though. <laughs> it is. It is. No, um, go back. Go back and tell us those two bra recycling sure, sites because I want to make sure. Recycling, BraRecycling.org okay. and Breast Oasis. Breast Oasis. Yes. I believe it's BreastOasis.org, but just double check that. We, we will. We will. Thank um, you. But Sorry. It's, it's just, um, you know, ways that, that you can kind of reuse what you've already bought, and, and we're not talking about eco-fabrics or anything like that, but to me, it just makes everyone a little greener when they can recycle. <laughs> Absolutely. I think consignment and, um, you know, clothing swaps and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is a great, great way to be reusing. Why? You know, mm-hmm. let, exactly. tossing it into a... Um... Well, it's isn't it it's a Breast Cancer Awareness Month? It is. It, yes, is. it is. And I was okay. thinking about... Okay, call me crazy, but... You know, especially bras and and the, and the intimate apparel we wear underneath. You know that stuff's close to your skin. You wear it all the time. I'd like to think that that using organic or or you know clean materials um, will be he- healthier for us. You brought up a really interesting point because I was just thinking about this yesterday also when I was putting some notes together. And, you know, there's obviously not any studies that can prove anything. I mean, there, you, there, there are such things as contact dermatitis, and people do have reactions to certain chemicals. Um, however, there was this big scandal, I don't know if you remember that, um, a few years back about a very popular lingerie chain that was allegedly using formaldehyde in their bras. Ooh. And, yes, and people were having serious reactions from it, and it was like a big, became a big thing. All of the Internet, the news outlets were reporting it. Wow. Um, so it just makes you think, you know, what you put on your body and not just what you put in it can adversely affect you. Well, you know, our skin is our biggest organ and when you're mm-hmm. you know, you're in your clothes all day long. I mean, I think it matters what what we wash our clothes in, um, you know, Absolutely. dry cleaning chemicals, all those things we don't think about, but with mm-hmm. your underwear and your bra, come on. I don't wear now, one. you know, I have a two-year-old daughter, and she has the most sensitive skin. She gets rashes from, like, everything. So yeah. I keep thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, I try to buy organic clothes for her and stuff like that. But you end up going to the store seeing something cute and buying, you know, synthetic fabrics and everything, too. I know. And um, I think maybe I should be, you know, leaning towards maybe just buying all organic for her or something like that. Well, I, like I, we I, talked about it, it's very expensive. I just to do so. <laughs> I will just say that in doing my research for our little buy or get organic cotton underwear for sleeping naked and gre- is green segment earlier, mm-hmm. there were there were some statistics that were claiming that um, our bodies do absorb some of the chemicals from uh, conventionally grown cotton. I, I you know I didn't see a strong enough statistic to to write it down, but I'm just I'm just saying. Well, you have to think, you know, logically speaking, that that could be happening. I know. Our skin absorbs almost everything, you know, that we put onto it. So It's good to think about. Well, I am so glad you took the time to call us. We're going to have to have you back on to talk more. 
Absolutely, I'd so, love to. So much time. more, and you can you can uh, keep us up on what's what's greening in the fashion industry. <laughs> Definitely. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Janae. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Have a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. So I just want to let people know we'll we'll have a link on our website, thegreendivas.com, to find the bra book and find out more about Janae and and her work. She's on like the Today Show and everything. She's so cute. All right, why are y'all staring at me? <laughs> Nothing. I just, you know, it was a very interesting show. Hmm? Oh, he's still, he's, yeah, you're still on the bras. Well, no, seriously, it, it's, it's, and for the guys out there, don't, don't be afraid to interact with, you know, your, your loved one about, you know, the awareness of, of the health of their body and then including their breasts. And uh, Well, and for that matter, guys should be wearing, you know, healthy, comfortable cotton undies too, right? Well, certainly. But we're talking about, you know, breast cancer awareness. <laughs> oh, you know? That's true. And, that's right. And, uh, you know, you need to get involved in with your partner and, and discuss it. And uh, you can always be helpful, guys. You never know what it might lead to. I know. I know. Well, what a fun show we've had. We've really run the gamut, haven't we? Yes, we have. We've talked about the Green City Challenge. We've talked about some green building. We've talked about Oops. cotton <laughs> underwear. We've talked about bras in the fashion industry. I, I just want to especially thank uh, Green Diva Flo for coming in. It's my pleasure. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, we have, we have to have you back because there's so much more to talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to green building and, and we all have so many questions about whether we're retrofitting our houses or even thinking about our offices and all the things we can do. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to just let people know they can go to, there was a lot of stuff statistics and links mentioned today. They're going to be on our website this afternoon, thanks to Green Diva Jesse. Next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he looked at me. The, the, the page got cut off. I can't remember what we have next week. Isn't that silly? Wow. But you can go to our website again, and we have the guest schedule. We've always... We're booked up into January. We've got... I don't know. What... what um... Uh, Lisa's back next week. Lisa will be back. Green Diva Lisa will be back for, uh, with a report from Austin, Texas, and I think she's where it finally rained. Where? Yeah, she's at the Austin Film Festival, and she's done some really interesting work down there. I saw her in the news. She's, um, you know, done some really fun work with her mobile film school. So she'll give us a full report. Anyway, find us on Facebook. Green Divas Radio Show or Facebook backslash Green Divas, and look for the diva at the. Green City Challenge. And, and yeah, tomorrow, come to Union Square, people, please. Uh, I think it's going to be fun, even if you don't want to ride. Um, but if you do want to ride, we're looking for a Green Diva team. It's free. It's fun. You don't have to have a bicycle. Just got to show up at Union Square. So I think we've burned up uh, another hour, folks. Everybody have a great green week, and we'll uh, we'll be here next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Green Divas Radio Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, follow them on Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to visit the blog at thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. And remember to share the good green news with friends and family.